Hey, it's Alan Berg. Are you coming to Wedding MBA this year? Well, I'll be there again. I haven't missed one since the first one in 2007. So I look forward to seeing you there. And if you want to save $20 off the current ticket price and they get higher as you get closer, go to WeddingMBA.com. Use the promo code Alan, A-L-A-N. WeddingMBA.com, promo code Alan, save $20. I look forward to seeing you there. Before we get into this episode, I'm starting something called Ask Me Anything. That's right. You submit your questions and they could become an entire episode or something that I answer at the end of an episode. To submit your questions, look for the red button at podcast.allenberg.com. That's right, podcast.allenberg.com. Click on the red button, submit your question, and maybe you'll hear it here on the podcast. Thanks. What do couples really think of your pricing policy, prices on your website, in your marketing, and how forward you are? Listen to this episode and find out. Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Berg, speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, here to help you in your wedding and event business sell more, profit more, and have more fun doing it. Enjoy this episode. I got a message this morning on Facebook from John LaPalamento, a band in New Jersey, and it was a link to a post on Reddit. And the title of the post is, Why is the pricing so secretive with all of these vendors? And John, after having heard me speak, and if you're listening to this, John, thank you very much for sharing this, uh, thought that this would be an interesting thing for me to read, and I thought it would be an interesting thing to share. This topic comes up all the time. Should you put pricing on your website? How do you respond when somebody asks about price? And I understand what's easier for you. I've spoken about this in another episode already. But what I want you to understand is, what is it from the receiving end of this, of someone that's probably never hired your service before, and how do they feel about the way you're being with your pricing? So there were literally hundreds of comments on this post on Reddit. I think it was 236 at the last time that I looked. And the person that originally posted this, she said, can we talk about why it's so difficult and secretive to get prices from vendors? Why does someone need to know my budget before giving a price? Why do I need to give you my info before giving me at least a starting price for your services? Why do I need to, quote, discuss my vision with you to know how much it's going to cost? Ugh. This has been the most annoying and stressful part of wedding planning outside of actually paying for things. End rant and kind of sad crying face here or something like that on here. That expresses a lot of what's going on here. Why? Why do you need to know their budget before giving your price? Your prices are what they are. They shouldn't change based upon their budget. Their needs, the results you're going to provide, cost a certain amount. And I I say this all the time. I've said this in my books, so my book, Why Don't They Call Me, in my presentations on ghosting. You ask someone the budget, you're either going to get ghosted, meaning they're not going to reply, or they're not going to give you a true answer, either because they just made the number up, since all budgets really are made up, or they're going to hold back some. Kind of the same thing we all do as consumers. Somebody asks you how much you want to spend, you don't tell them all the money so you have a little bit in case there's something a little bit more that you want. So this particular bride is expressing exactly that. Why do you need to know their vision? Why do you need to know their budget? And the truth is you don't. You don't. Some of the other comments here. Uh, So many venues insisted we visit for a tour and to discuss pricing. 
I want to know pricing capitals before we visit and fall in love with a place we can't afford. Right? That's another one over here. Uh, people talking about going out to see a venue like that and having the tour and saying it's great only to find that it's way more than their budget. You just wasted your own time as well as their time. Um, this person here, ugh, I had the grimmest experience with a venue who did this. They refused to give us a price over email. They went an hour out of their way to visit and so forth and so on. So somebody else here, another ugh. That seems to be the, the, the phrase here, ugh, U-G-H, ugh. I hate this with a passion. My now husband and I live in Maryland, but most of our friends and family still live in Florida. So we wanted to have our wedding there. I can't remember the number of times I had to tell venues that were planning the wedding out of state and neither had the time nor the money to travel down for tours. Those places became instant no's. It took way too long to find a laid back place, thanks to COVID, that will now be our belated reception venue. So this is friction you, a lot of you have heard me speak about. You, you hear me talk about that in my speeches. You hear me talk about that in my training and in my books. Uh, I, I've, I've mentioned a book before, The Convenience Revolution by Shep Hyken, one of the leading customer service experts in the world, also a good personal friend of mine. And uh, he talks about adding that friction, right? This is somebody here who's saying, you're making it hard for me. You're not listening. We're going to find somebody else because it's too easy to find somebody else. Here, another one. I just don't understand how being cagey and forcing me to put more effort into getting your pricing is a good sales tactic. You're pissing me off before we've even gotten started. Now, that's another way of saying friction in the words of this particular person over here. And it's true, right? You're getting the customer upset because you're being cagey and transparency breeds trust. The more transparent you are with someone, the more likely they are to want to trust you and they want to go on to the next step. And that's why in another one of the podcasts I, I did, should you put pricing on your website? And I talked about the four ways to put pricing, the four ways to talk about price and being transparent. You don't have to list all of your prices, but being more transparent, at least about a range, right? I'm putting about a range is giving what I call framing. Some of you have heard me speak about this already, either on the podcast or other things. Framing is to say, this is the range of our prices, not the range of all prices, the range of our prices. Uh, kind of like if you went to a, a car dealer, if you go to the Hyundai dealer, they might tell you that our range is from, oh, I don't know, 18,000 to 60,000 or whatever the range is. You go to BMW, they're going to tell you our range is from 30,000 to 150,000 or whatever that, but they're different ranges. Not the range of all cars, because all cars go from, you know, new cars maybe from, I don't know, $15,000 to millions of dollars. But that wouldn't make sense if you were at a particular dealership, because that's not their range. The same with you. If you're a videographer, if you're a band, if you're a florist or a planner, you have a price range. Not everybody's range, your range. And giving them your range can reduce the number of inquiries that can't afford you and get you better quality. That's why a lot of you will put a price range on your site to do that, to reduce the number of inquiries so you can manage the ones you do get and the ones you do get theoretically have more likely a budget within that range. Starting price, which the one person mentioned over here on this, uh, on this thread on Reddit, starting price is my least favorite way because it's the cheapest thing you have. And I don't want you selling the cheapest thing you have because you don't profit the most there. Uh, it's also usually not the best thing for someone. The cheapest thing is not usually the best thing because it's not going to give them the results that they want. It will be for some people, but it won't be for everybody. 
Here, here's another one, uh, comment here. Honestly, I've started to get the feeling that certain venues are doing this as a way to become, or at least appear, more exclusive, in quotes. It's the old, if you have to ask, then you can't afford it bit, again, in quotes. They either become spots that exclusively cater to rich people, or they become those exclusive spots that trick middle class and poor people into spending more than they can in order to afford to feel like they're special and rich for the day, uh, when rich people wouldn't actually set foot there. Again, their comment here. Maybe that's a big stretch, but it become very cynical about the whole process. This is, again, the idea here of you're trying to look more exclusive. You can be exclusive. You can cater to people that have more money. And I don't agree, or I kind of agree a little bit with what they said, that you don't have to be a wealthy person to spend a lot on your wedding venue, in this case, or on your wedding in general, because it's a very special day and some people will spend out of their budget or they'll get be getting... Uh, money from other people. Maybe they're paying part of it. Maybe they're paying none of it. Maybe mom and dad, aunts and uncles, cousins, friends, right? Whoever is helping, they might spend more than what their income would necessarily allow. But that doesn't mean they shouldn't have a great time. And in this case, they're saying you want to look exclusive so that the middle class people will choose you. But the well, in their case, they're saying here, the wealthy people wouldn't go there. I'm not sure I don't agree with all of that. Uh, here's another one. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> if they asked for a call or said they needed more info before quoting, I would just email back, quote, thanks, I'm looking for a range of prices before I get on the phone. If you can just let me know what a ballpark figure might be, that would be great. If they still insisted on a call or insisted on needing to my, know my vision, I just crossed them off my list. Too frustrating and too many other vendors out there who'll be more transparent. So she <laughs> just said, or he just said, what I have been saying here. Right? The lack of transparency is what's getting them to go away. So think about your pricing. If you're getting ghosted a lot when people are asking about price, I've said this before, it doesn't mean they can't afford it. Everybody's got a budget, but they're all different. It doesn't mean they want your cheapest thing. It doesn't mean they won't spend more. When someone asks about price, if you have no pricing on your website, then they're going to look at the pictures and maybe read your words and maybe get excited. And you're, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Your website is getting them interested, but it's getting them interested and they may not be the right people because you've given them no framing of pricing. So I'll put a link to this Reddit uh, thread in the show notes so that you can go read it if you want, because it's really interesting. It goes on and on and on here talking about these same things again, requesting price ranges, only two sent them uh, pricing on that. It's really interesting to read it from their perspective. And it justifies a lot of what I've been trying to teach you already in terms of how to be more transparent, how to respond to their inquiries. And no, you don't send them just a price list with everything there. You don't have to do that. So uh, again, thank you so much to uh, John LaPalamento for sharing this Reddit thread. I'm going to share that into the show notes. And I hope it gives you some insight and you'll rethink how you're doing things and maybe, maybe get ghosted less and book more business. Thanks. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. You can find full transcripts on my website at podcast.allenberg.com. And if you have a suggestion for a topic for a new episode or even a guest, please let me know at alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. And if you'd like to find out about having me come and speak to your association or a conference or do sales training in person or remotely for your team, whether you're a team of one or a team of 100, 
please let me know again, alan at weddingbusinesssolutions.com. Thanks for listening. 